Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is the second of nine lessons learned from the miracles of Elisha, a series. The title of this podcast is The Principle of Sowing and Reaping, a Review of the Shunammites' Blessings. Lesson number two includes miracles number eight, which is barrenness healed. Miracle number nine, resurrection of a boy. And miracle number 27, seven years of famine. As we continue lessons learned from the miracles of Elisha, a series, we will now turn our attention to a central character in some of Elisha's miracles. And that character is the Shunammite woman. Now, keep in mind that some details of each of the miracles might overlap, but that's necessary so each miracle is fully explained. For example, although we have previously discussed miracles number eight and nine, we will now review them from the perspective of the Shunammite. The Shunammite woman is presented as a great noble, or wealthy married woman who lived in Shunem, a little village in the tribe of Issachar. She was a woman of excellent hospitality who recognized the power of God upon the life of Elisha the prophet. She offered him food as he frequently passed her home, and it ultimately became a habit for Elisha to stop at her house as he passed her way. She had a loving heart and a wonderful spirit of discernment because she spoke to her husband concerning the man of God. 2 Kings 4 and 9 through 11 says, And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there. The Shunammites recognized that Elisha was indeed a man of God. And in so honoring and blessing him, she actually invited the blessings of the Lord upon her house and upon her life. Matthew 10, 41 tells us, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Hospitality means the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. Genuine hospitality is never to be done to be seen by men. The Shunammite, in all likelihood, had no idea that her blessing to the man of God would reap many blessings far into her future. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, 
pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with, it shall be measured to you again. The Shunammite and her husband not only fed the man of God when he dropped by, but they actually built an addition to their home and furnished it just for him. Elisha recognized her blessing and appreciated her hospitality. Although he knew that the Shunammite's heart was pure and she was blessing him with no thoughts of compensation, he wanted to be a blessing unto her. God greatly blessed this woman with three great miracles at the hand of Elisha. The first miracle that the Shunammite received was Elisha's eighth miracle entitled, Barrenness Healed. This woman did not need Elisha to speak to the king or to the host captain on her behalf, and for a while she turned down all rewards that Elisha could come up with. But then Elisha touched upon the one thing that appealed to the core of her heart, because she was barren or she had no children. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, barrenness means to be incapable of bearing or producing offspring. Her response to Elisha's words in 2 Kings 4 and 16 makes it apparent that having a child was a deep desire of her heart. That scripture says, And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. Elisha stated that within nine months she would embrace a child. And just as he said it would happen, she brought forth a male child nine months later. Just imagine the joy and the excitement that she must have experienced. She could actually hold, love, and care for her miracle baby. But as life goes on, the miracle child died suddenly while resting on his mother's knee. He had been out in the field with his father when he suddenly developed a problem in his head. His father sent him back to his mom and he died in her arms while she held him. Anyone who is a parent can imagine the pain and despair that the loss of a child brings. I lost my own child, but he was a full-grown man, and I will never fully recover from that pain. But what did this mother do? She put a child in the bed of the man of God as though he were napping. She went to her husband and told him she needed an ass and a servant to go to the man of God. When her husband asked about the occasion of her trip, she didn't even tell the dad that his son was dead. Her mind was fixed on the fact that it would be well if she could get to the man of God. These were actually her words in response to her husband's question. Verse 23 says, And she said, It shall be well. She had an ass settled and went on a high-speed chase to find the man of God. Travel in those days was often done on an ass with a servant behind prodding that ass to go at the desired speed. It was about a 20-mile journey to Mount Carmel where Elisha was located. 
But this mother was not disturbed about that trip. She instructed the young man on how she planned to travel. Verse 24 says, Then she settled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. That's found in 2 Kings 4 and 24. It must have been quite a sight to see this wealthy woman sitting on a high-speed ass with a servant running behind her to prod that animal. But she was on a warp speed search of her second miracle from Elisha. When Elisha saw her coming in such a distressed manner, he knew something was wrong. He had his servant run to her and ask her, is it well? Her answer to the servant has comforted so many of us today. Here was a woman who had a dead child back at home who by faith spoke words that we too can speak in a time of crisis. And those words were, according to verse 26, and she answered, it is well. Elisha initially sent his servant to the child and told him to lay his staff on that child, but that didn't work. The Shunammite told Elijah that she would not leave him because she was determined that her dead child would live again. Verse 30 says, And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he, meaning Elisha, arose and followed her. That's 2 Kings 4 and 30. Yes, Elisha went himself and performed his ninth miracle entitled Resurrection of a Boy. This miracle is sometimes referred to as the first cardiopulmonary resuscitation or CPR because of the direct relationship between the pressure from Elisha's body upon the child's body and how CPR is performed. Verse 32 says, And when Elisha was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and lay upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Verse 35, Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him, and the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. These were the words of Elisha in Second Kings 4 and 36 through 37, once the child was restored to life. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Can you imagine the great joy in that house when the beloved child was restored to life? Glory be to Almighty God. And now we will look at the third miracle that the Shunammite received at the hand of Elisha. Elisha spoke a specific word of instruction to her in 2 Kings 8 and 1 through 2, the 27th miracle of Elisha, seven days of famine. 
Then spake Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Now, the Bible does not indicate that Elisha gave anyone besides the Shunammite in her household this warning concerning a seven-year famine. The woman in her house obeyed the man of God and left all to live in the land of the Philistines until the famine was over. At the end of the seven years, the Shunammite returned to move back into her home only to find that someone else was occupying her land. The Bible doesn't mention her husband at this point. In an earlier passage, he was said to be older, and so he might have passed on by this time. Only her son is said to have returned from the land of the Philistines with her. The Shunammite had to appeal to the king on her own. Laws at that time might not have upheld her claim to restore her land because she was a woman. But the miracle in this situation is that Gehazi, Elisha's servant, was sitting and talking to the king about the dead child Elisha had raised from the dead. Then in walks the Shunammite and that miraculous son asking to have her land restored. Wow! As we say today, God is so strategic. Look at his timing. Verse 4. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how Elisha had restored a dead body to life, that, behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was heard, and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. This woman had her land restored and was paid for the fruit of the field that her land yielded while she was gone. Listen, people, this Shunammite was a blessed woman, but it was all because she was a blessing to the man of God. I would dare say that she had no idea that being a blessing to Elisha early on in her experience with him would yield such fruit in the years ahead. One final thought on her life. Since her husband was older and possibly passed on, it must have been a great blessing to have a loving son at her side in her later years. And so now we're going to look at the lessons that I learned from the Shunammite story. Perhaps you learned some additional ones. Number one, it's based on Luke 6 and 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. 
For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Lesson number two, based on 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Lesson number three, based on 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lesson learned number four is based on 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Lesson number five, based on 1 Samuel 15 and 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. And then lesson number six, based on Matthew 10 and 41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Lesson number three is coming soon, and it's entitled The Miracles of Provisions. Look for it, and may God bless you all. <music>